Well, well, well. Welcome back to another episode of Bold Perceptions. And this is Jake. I feel like I haven't you know, talked to you guys for a while. I haven't been on the podcast lately. But uh, that will be changing here super soon. Getting back into the groove of things. So that means that you guys, like it or not, will hear my voice again super soon. But it's not on this episode. On today's episode, Nick interviews John Dabla, who does a lot. He's an interesting guy, very humble guy as well, I noticed. He's a radio host, uh, has his own show, Keeping It Real with John. He ran his own website for six years, John Speaks, at only the age of 17, which is highly impressive. I, w- I wasn't doing anything like that at 17. And he also is a freelance model, educator of children. And on today's episode, John and Nick talk about creating platforms, having your own platform compared to just, uh, you know, having a Twitter page, but actually physically creating your own platform, something that you own, and also the importance of networking. Uh, It's amazing to see what John has been able to do through the power of networking. He even talks about it himself. And we also discuss John being a gay black man and... You know, living your truth and the importance behind that, and I think it's a real good message. It seems to be his biggest message um, from everything is to really live who you are and don't care what anybody else has to think, and I respect that a whole ton. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to form that mindset. I think we all do. We all try to be the person that doesn't care, but to actually go about it in life not caring being secure with yourself it, it's a, it's very important and so i thought it was a great episode john is a great speaker very intelligent guy and like i said humble so um make sure you guys share this episode with somebody i think a lot of people get something out of it and then enjoy back with another great episode of bold perceptions got a cool guest on here uh, currently located in Minneapolis, kind of where things are quite interesting. But uh, it's John, John Dabla. I knew I was going <laughs> to blow it again. But you did great. Heard our podcast with uh, Mr. Tevin Grant. I think he liked it a little bit. And he actually got in contact with us, kind of shared what he has had going on. Started like a radio show, had a website, John Speaks. Um, you know, quite an interesting guy. Want to really get into creating platforms, networking, finding opportunities. And then also, John's first sentence on his his press kit was that he's a gay black man. And uh, dealing with identities, I don't care, you know, what your identity is, but I want to really touch on, I've talked to John about is this idea of being yourself and being free, not put it in these boxes and not go in this direction or that, just saying, hey, this is me. This is my world and, and how I want to live. So, John, can you shoot hey. our, a, a quick background about yourself? Um, yes. Again, my name is John, and um, I am originally from Ma- uh, Manhattan, New York, born and raised. Um, currently live in Minneapolis, and, of course, we're in a very, very interesting time in our world right now in Minneapolis specifically, which I think has definitely caught the world's attention. Um, I have been a, a freelance model. Um, I ran my own website 
called John Speaks for Six Years, which is an entertainment website. And I currently host my own radio show called Keeping It Real with John. Um, outside of all of that, I also am an educator and I work and I've been working with kids, youth, I should say, youth since I was 17. So that's pretty quick background. I love it. Um, there seems to be uh, an idea behind here of getting kind of your voice out, sharing your value with these platforms, being an educator. Now, tell me about where this mindset came that you decided that, hey, I kind of want to, you know, get that voice out there and, and try to make some differences. Um, I have always been one to speak my mind. <laughs> and sometimes that gets me in trouble. Sometimes that doesn't. Um, I'm very advocate of speaking your truth. Um, I never shy away from that. Um, for me, it's always been making sure that I allow others to do that. Um, I always encourage people to speak their mind, um, whether it's in the workplace, whether that is on social media. Um, I've definitely used social media to speak my mind on a lot of certain situations. Um, specifically for this situation we're in, I have not spoken about it only because I'm still trying to figure out the words to say. Like, let's, let's be real. Um, it's a lot going on, but I definitely encourage people to really speak their truth. I really um, respect that as you're kind of seeing from outside and letting things develop. Because uh, nowadays, it's constantly, you see something on your phone and you want to react. You know what I mean? And all these social medias and, and news, they're trying to get your emotions out. Before you know any full story, before you know what's going on, no one really collects their thoughts before they move on with it. So I respect that yes. about you. And you're in the, the heart of it. So that's very hard to, yeah. you know, know what, what is going on. But John, yeah. let's talk about, you know, why should the person listening here maybe build a, a website or maybe share a platform? Why not just do it on social media? I mean, what are the benefits you've gotten to, to making these platforms and, and developing um, this content that's not just on your social media? Um, that's a really great question. Um, I think looking back where I'm at today, I have realized that I grew up in a decade where, like, yes, we had social media. I mean, to the point we had MySpace but um, and Facebook. I started John Speaks only because, one, I love writing. I love getting my voice out there. And so starting John Speaks originally was for me to kind of share my thoughts um, on all things entertainment, music, reality TV, um, whatever it was going on in that time period up until I did that for six years. The benefits of actually starting a website prior to, I guess, launching full into social media um, is that people have stuff to go to. And I say that in the sense of like, I can, let's say if I didn't have an Instagram or if I didn't have a Twitter, I had something to fall back on as far as my website had I had if I had had it now I don't have it the reason why I ended John Speaks was because everything became so digital everything became so gravi gravitating on social media stuff started picking up more people started watching videos more um partially the other thing is why I stopped John Speaks was because I felt that a lot of people don't like to read <laughs> let's be real um a lot of people are more audio tuned a lot of people are more visually tuned. And so I felt that, you know, six years of doing something for the same for the same thing and getting that contact out there 
was enough for me. I think that now that I've built social media to a extent where now I have my own radio show, um, I, mind you, let's be real, I never wanted to do radio. I, ne- I hated doing interviews. I hated, and I'm being very frank with that, only because I never like listening back to myself. However, I have learned that doing interviews and being interviewed are two different things. Um, and so I, I, it was a point in time where I was like, okay, let's fuck it. I'm going to just do it. Because if I gave up on my dreams and my hopes and my aspirations to get the voice and point across, what am I doing? Um, and so I definitely was like, I was actually being mentored by a host in New, uh, North Carolina. Her name is Christy Love. And she hosted a radio show out there. And I was always a co-host for a while. And then I transferred to the to Blacktop Radio in Virginia and in that region. And I had the wonderful opportunity to be a guest co-host for about seven months doing John Speaks. So like we took John Speaks the website and transformed it into radio. And that was really cool. Um, and so once I started that, yes, go ahead. I just want to hop in here quick. I love the, um, the, the whole thing. Everyone hates their voice if they're not used to doing this stuff. But then you, you, you hear it over, and then you improve on it. You get better. It's the whole yes. throwing yourself into the fire, and that's a good point. And I just want to stop here quick. Um, when you're making this content in these websites, it's like a way to, to monetize, also get connections, make your, your content and what you say – more valuable than just throwing out a stupid Facebook status to get people riled up and, and go comment on there. It's like you're actually using that energy to do something productive, wouldn't you say? Yes, yes. Um, I, there were times, well, I will say, there were times where I would post something or if I did an interview with somebody or if I did a, um, a post or a status of some sort, there were times where I felt like it was going to be either quote-unquote canceled or quote-unquote recycled um partially because my inner feelings was like i felt like it was not good enough um or i felt like it wasn't worthy of attention and one thing that i did realize is that that mindset wasn't going to get me anywhere (laughs) it wasn't going to get me anywhere so just keep keep on pushing um it's hard i will say that it was really hard to be on top of everything that was going on and that's partially why i switched to radio was because with radio, I could be able to collect my information versus I had also been working with several different magazines while running my own website. So keeping up is really, really hard. I will say that. Now, here's, here's the thing. So, you know, people are always afraid to start. And uh, now you started, did the website, and it just led to all these different avenues, huh? Because you, you yeah. met these relationships through it. Can you explain that? I mean, just by putting yourself out there and in your pieces, it, it went to this relationship, to that, to this? Mm-hmm. Um, the networking is very important. Networking and connections. I always tell people, even in my personal life, it is so beneficial and so important to have connections of whatever. Um, I think starting out is the hardest piece only because you don't know where to start. And I never knew where to start. Mind you, I was 17 when I started this. I'm 27. And so um, definitely, you bring up a good point. Definitely the connections and networking, I think, for people who want to start in this business is reach out to everybody. (laughs) That's really where I started. I was reaching out to folks that 
I was following on social media and like, hey, this is who I am. I want to get your perspective on a certain situation. I want to interview you. I want context. Let's build a relationship. Um, some relationships you're going to be where like you get like, hey, I don't want to do this. And sometimes you have to be okay with saying no. I was the kid where I hated being told no. I hated being told, being rejected and neglected. But you learn along the way that that comes with the business. I like this. Now, this is the idea I'm trying to get across to maybe people that they're using socials, they're using LinkedIn. You know, why not put it in a separate spot or do something more unique? Like, for example, instead of, you know, giving your Instagram to someone for business, say, hey, here's my website. Made it on uh, Wix.com. It's uh, NickRooney.com. Now, I mean, you got info, past things you've done. Uh, maybe if you want to throw out some blogs, you never know who might read it and where that relates. And is that kind of what happened when you started putting this content out there, your ideas, your thoughts, and not just, you know, you know, quote unquote, wasting it on a social media post. You actually kind of put some thought behind, damn, you know, my words could maybe, you know, add to these other avenues or give value back to my life. Huh? Absolutely. Um, I love that you bring that up because, um, when I was doing John Speaks, I also had, through John Speaks, I had an advice column. And in that advice column, I sent out basically a mass email to a gazillion of people. I mean, some people that I didn't know personally, some people that I knew through media and was like, hey, I'm starting an advice column. Send this out to your folks. Have them whatever they need advice on. They can shoot me a question and I can give my own perspective or feedback. Um, I've always been told as a, in, in my personal life even is that I give great advice. Do I take my advice all the time? No. Do I feel like my advice can help you in your situation? Absolutely. But <laughs> it's, um, it, and it's funny that I think that way, but it is what it is. And um, yes, like you said, I think that definitely being able to think about what you're going to say. I've never been that person to really... I do think about what I say, but I've never been the person to like backtrack that. So whatever I give you is what you get. And so when I did John Speaks, I think that's the one hard thing for me was that like I had to really be cautious of the things that I was saying because I was speaking on people's lives that were in reality TV that was in the business. And I'd never wanted somebody to come back to me and lash out on me. Did it happen? Absolutely. But that, that came with the business. And even personal life, too. Now, I have a question here. Now, let's say someone's like, oh, wow, you guys aren't stupid. Maybe I should put together a little something to separate myself and, and use my voice and whatnot. How do you get over the, the factor of people thinking, oh, he's got an ego. Like, why are you that important to make your own website? Or why are you that important to do a podcast? How do you get over those thoughts that you think other people are thinking when they're probably even not to, to do something that could result in, you know, a ton of connections, a ton of value for you. What are your suggestions to get over that little ego um, type idea? <laughs> um, the reason why I'm laughing is because that's, I think that's crossed my mind a couple of times over the years um, and how to get over that. I'm very sp free spirited. Um, in my personal life, I will say that there are people who know me and know of me. There's a difference. 
I want that to be very clear, is that there's a difference between people who know you and people who know of you. Um, the reason why I say that is because some people can use your name for connections, which not necessarily is always a bad thing, right? But you have to be careful who you're connecting with. Um, and what I will say is that for me, I've never looked at it as like a ego thing. People do look at my social media like, oh, you got these many followers, you got clout, oh, you booming, whatever, whatever. I'm still the same person. I don't really use, yes, I use social media for my businesses or my platform and speaking out. However, I also don't really like when people are approaching me based off of my social media, approach me as just a regular human. When you see me in the streets protesting or if you see me at Target or wherever, all these different stores, come up to me, just generally come up to me and have a conversation with me. I think for me is, I think my suggestion for sure, understand that, yes, this is a business. Yes, if you're in this business, you do become a quote unquote public figure. Um, how you use that platform is totally up to you. Um, I will say that for me though, it, it, when people do approach me because they know me off of social media or they know me based off of interviews I've done or whatever, it does kind of, for some reason, it like starstrucks me because I, it makes me realize that people are looking at my work. People are acknowledging who I am. People are accepting that. Um, there was one time I actually went to a gas station and mind you, this is the gas station where I don't ever really go to and, and it was in a different city. And somebody was like, hey, you're that dude that modeled with so-and-so's photographer. And I'm like, just even that alone made me realize that people actually know of me in some way. And it's never an ego thing for me, but it's an appreciative thing for me that people are actually, be, I'm being noticed in some way. And I don't look for that. I don't look for that attention. Good points, good points. Um, clarify this though. I'm, I mean to like someone that, wants to get into these spaces or create their own platform there's a hurdle that they're thinking everyone thinks that oh who do they think they are for doing that for making their own platform you know what i mean like a, a little ego thing like mm -hmm. how do they get over creating and and giving their talents to the world whatever it might be sharing their art uh, their photography creating a entertainment blog type deal how do they get over that little ego thing that's in their head that everyone is thinking that you shouldn't do that because you're not anyone important. Make sense? Definitely makes sense. Um, when you clarify it in that space, it definitely brings me back to how I was when I started and which was really that it was like, okay, I'm going to have people coming up to me thinking who the fuck does he think he is jumping off. And now he's, you know, putting contact out there for the world. Who's going to, listen to that who's gonna read that definitely for me what i really did especially my first like four or five years when i was doing john speaks i think it really took me until the end of my sixth year to really get the ego out definitely <clears throat> my my thing my biggest advice is to go ahead and take time to know who you are um question the question that they're asking you and how, what i mean by that is Think about it in this aspect of, do you, do you believe what people are saying about you? You know, I've gotten that where like, oh, somebody will come up to me like, who do you think you are um, starting up a radio show, whatever, whatever, you booming? I'm like, okay, you're putting that negative mindset out there. I'm not going to let that interfere with who I am and what I'm going to do. 
So my thing is you better stick to who you are, know who you are. That's a big thing. Know who you are. Don't allow negative inputs to, <clears throat> excuse me, don't allow, allow negative inputs to stop you from who you, from what you do. Don't let it stop you from creating work. Don't let it stop you from getting out there. <clears throat> I think that's one, one hurdle that I did come across though, uh, which you, Nick, it was like, that was my fear was like all these negative opinions. Am I just going to give up? I did give up. I took, I, I, I will say I took, um, after John speaks prior to doing radio, I took about maybe two and a half years off of doing anything content related, working with any magazines, doing anything because it was more so of like, I let those negative opinions affect me. I let them get to me to say, okay, I did what I could. Now I'm done. To overcome that though, it's really reflect on yourself. Think about who you are and just really dig deep on your creativity. Did I ever know that radio was going to be my, my world now? No, I never thought that because I hated being on radio. I hated doing things like that. However, when you look at it, even when we're, you know, on your platform, you definitely can, you're giving people the opportunity to voice their stories. And that's one thing that I turned my radio show into was like, I can't stop allowing people to voice who they are. You know, that's, that's one big thing that I've learned. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think um, a lot of the times too, the people that say that when you're trying to shine your creativity and, and whatnot, they're projecting that, you know, Maybe they wish they could follow their dreams or, or kind of go down that route. So, I mean, you take a lot of it with a grain of salt. If it's good, positive, constructive criticism, take it. But most of the time it's like, really? Do you need to listen to it? If you, yeah. if you know, like you just said, if you know who you are as a person and what you're doing is you think good, then that's what matters, yeah. right? But, um, John, yeah. Yeah. from John Speaks, the website, your writing – um, that experience you had, what did you really take from it? What did you really learn? And do you regret it? Were you glad you did it? Um, doing John Speaks, it made me really, it made me appreciate that I continued. Um, do I regret it? No. Do I regret, um, I, I, Here's the motto that I, I've lived by for so long was no regrets, lessons learned. Um, I've learned a lot of lessons. <laughs> let's, let's just say that. I've done interviews where I will get backlash from. I've had conversations with people through media or through magazines that people would be like, okay, what the fuck is he saying? Or what the fuck is he talking about? Um, I don't regret any of it. What I do know is that I've learned a lot of lessons from it. I do know that if I had not done John Speaks at the age of 17 or whatever, um, and if I had not continued for so long that I did, I don't personally believe that I would have started a radio show on the women of my own. Um, thank God for blessings. Thank God for connections. And that's where I stress so much is that it, it it's nothing but that. It's nothing but networking, connecting. Um, however, what I will say is that it starts with you. It starts with what you want out to the world. Um, hell, we're living in a crazy time right now. However, if had this been 10 years ago, and I was actually writing about this in my phone last night in my notes, and I was like, when I look at my life now, and I look at all the content that I put out now, would, ha would I have been done this 10 years ago? 
ago if we were in this space 10 years ago. Um, it's very interesting to think about, Nick. It really is because I, I think about it and I'm like, the world is changing every day. But I will say, I think we're in the time that we need to be in. Um, I, I will say that there are some things that I, I don't like the word regret, but there were some things that I wish I would have done differently. Um, and it makes me think to even now, how do I bring that back? How do I put that into the atmosphere now? Good points, good points. I think uh, too, well, you said this, the John Speaks led to the radio show and what you're doing now. And obviously I assume relationships, connections, but I think it's when you put that energy out there, when you put, when you create things fall in place, you know what I mean? Attraction happens and put, put pieces, things move. And like you said, you weren't a big radio interview guy, and now you're doing a radio show. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it leads you in a, a good direction when you let that out of you and good things happen. I mean, are you in a good place right now? I am. I think that, um, you know, starting the radio thing, it was like, okay, what the fuck am I going to do with this? <laughs> I was so confused. It's so much different being on the, being the person that is hosting. Um, it, it, it's a whole different avenue because not only with John Speaks did I have to like book and all that, with the radio thing, it's booking time. It's, it's um, you know, definitely consistent communication. It is, it, I will say it's a lot harder because of just timing and all that. Um, am I in a good place with the show? Um, I'm in the process of revamping the show. Um, the reason why I'm saying that is because once I started it in 2015, I did it up until 2017, maybe 2018. And I took a break just because life became my life. <laughs> um, life got in the way. Um, and so I'm in the process of right now revamping the show more and more. I'm trying to get more people that are not in the entertainment business. I'm trying to get people that are in politics. They are, they are in different avenues in their world. Um, I'm trying to get them on the show. I need to hear from people that are not in the spotlight. I want to know what's, you know, what your world is like if you're even just, you know, a single mom, you know, living in Minneapolis with the shit we're dealing with. What is your life like? You know, I'm trying to get people that are not in the spotlight, or even if you're in the spotlight, let's talk more deeper into life outside of the spotlight. Because, um, and I'm going to refer back to the time we're living in, 2020, is that one, we're in a fucking pandemic. Um, <laughs> we're in a, a, a crazy global pandemic, not, you know, not just with COVID, but even just with what's going on now with our, with our systematic racism um we're in a fucked up time right now and so i'm trying to really revamp the show into a world where i'm allowing people to just come on speak your truth tell your story it's not scripted it's not censored it's very, very raw um my show's always been very raw and uncensored but i think at this point now with the revamp i need to just we're gonna go all in and we're gonna have conversations that make us uncomfortable um yeah i think that's where i'm at with with the show why what is it what is the point what is it doing for you what is it doing for the people why you know it made me realize that all people i think need to voice their voice stop 
being a silent. Stop sitting and allowing social media, stop letting Twitter fingers get to you. Use your voice to really just say what the fuck you got to say. I'm guilty of it too. However, I've stopped using Twitter. I don't tweet as much. Um, Instagram, I'll post on my story, but I don't even do that rarely. And so good question is why people are going to ask me, why are you doing that? Why are you allowing people to do that? I'm, a, I'm not doing it just for me because I want to hear your story. I'm doing it for the people that need to hear your story. I don't need to hear your story. Let's be real. You know, I'm giving you the platform to share your story. I want people to know what they can relate to. Um, you know, th that is a question that I did ask myself before I revamped the show. I said to myself, why am I even doing this? What am I going to get out of it? And to be honest with you, what am I going to get out of it? I won't know until it happens. You know, I, I really won't. And that's why I kind of am going into it with that mindset. Is that I'm not going to know why I'm, why I'm doing this. But the fact that I can help somebody else tell their story and the fact that they can share that with people that I don't even know. Let's let's just do it. There, that's a great point. Um, why you don't know with this creating? You just you feel it and you do it, and then the why comes, and you're like, oh, okay. You know, I did the John speaks. Now I'm on the radio, and I'm bringing these people on. And boy, it's it's neat how the creating just kind of guides you, and things fall into place. It's like a purpose type deal. John, radio. What kind of lessons from radio can the, the listener learn from you? You know, the organizing the show, your marketing, um, you're dealing with a lot of different people, uh, communication skills. Tell me what, what I can take from value from your experience doing radio. <laughs> um, let's see. So I will, my best advice is communication. I'm not going to lie. I love communicating and I love the whole deal of it. And I'm a pretty straightforward communicator. However, when it comes to booking and doing all that, man, the many no's that I have gotten, <laughs> that's the one thing I had to prepare myself for was getting told, hey, this person's not interested right now. This person, we're going to pass on this interview. We're going to pass on this opportunity. I'm sorry. The many no's that I've gotten over the years doing radio that did hinder me to continue it, but it didn't stop me from continuing it. Um, definitely organizing. Um, it, oof. Hold on, hold on. That, or, how do you deal with rejection? You getting told no? How do you get? How do you deal? Um, personal life, I, I I hate it. I hate being neglected and rejected. So I I I know that there's personal feelings involved when I get told no. Um, professionally, now let's speak professionally. Um, once I have been told, actually, I'll give you an example. I actually reached out to um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Mimi Leakes' publicist recently, and I said, hey, I would love for Mimi to come on my show um, and, and do an interview. This was fresh off of the season 12 reunion that, did, that just aired. Um, mind you, I've reached out before and I was told no the first time. Um, and so when I reached out the second time, mind you, there was years time passed since the second request. Um, and so <clears throat> once I got told the exact words, if I remember were, unfortunately we're going to pass at this time. Once I got told that, it then told me to say, God's timing will, will do its best. Um, and, and so that's one mindset I've got with is like, 
I'm gonna allow God to just let that happen when it happens. Um, my personal feelings will get involved. <laughs> I'm not going to lie because I'm like, damn, fuck, I can't even like, dang. But professionally, I, I really started thinking like, it's not the time, it's not the right time to do this interview. And so I just replied back and I said, thank you. And let me know if you have other clients that would be interested in being on, on the show. So is that, it, it, Nick, to be honest with you, rejection is hard, especially doing radio. Is when, when I did John Speaks, I really didn't really care much for it because, I mean, one, you're looking at a blog and all that. But once you're getting on the radio and you're trying to book, you're then, like, having to catch up and you're having to, like, okay, if you want contact on your show, um, I always was that person where I, like, wanted contact so quickly and, and, and put out things so quickly. But I had to, like, slow myself down because I'm like, it's going to happen when it happens. I think the professional versus personal you got to separate the ego just yep. gets in the way and you take it personal but it's just business and you got to get the feelings out of business and and move on with it but i get a question too it's you seem like a good networker a lot of people aren't good at networking or think they can't reach these people but you can reach a lot of people if you know where to look you're talking about the publicist yeah. and and whatnot but how do you go about that where are you finding this and is your idea to say hey i'm going to give you value you're not just you know saying hey what's up or or what's your process between you know finding these people and developing these relationships um for me it's always i'm not a hey well, what's up <laughs> I'm, and you're you're very right. You gotta definitely separate the business and the personal because, and that's one thing I'm really learning more and more and more. Reason why I said is because I'm learning that I'm meeting so many people in my personal life that have platforms, and so it, it really has to like I have to think in a professional mindset when I want my own personal friend to come on my radio show we could be best friends and if i know you got a platform i'm gonna still come to you professionally like hey this is what i this you know i know you got this going on i want to share this with my audience um how do i reach them and how do i find them thank goodness for social media <laughs> let's be real um thank goodness for social media because i for me what i started out doing especially when i got into radio i was what i this is one thing i love about john speaks though is because once I transitioned to radio and I did John Speaks, I then went back through all the interviews and all the emails and stuff that I did with John Speaks to try to get those people back onto the radio. Um, that was a great thing that I started because I was like, okay, you had your voice on a different platform. Let's bring your voice out there, you know? And so definitely emails. Um, one thing that I'm doing is like emailing and DMing. Um, I definitely reach out to the DMs um, first, and then I shoot that email out and say, hey, <clears throat> this is my this is the opportunity that I want to present to you. Um, this is why. I always state why, because I don't want people thinking like I'm just reaching out to get clout or whatever, and that's never me. But explain why you want that person to be on your show. What benefit are they going to get by being on your platform? Um, and so one thing that I do do is list for example, I'll give you an example. When I did for Nene Leaks was I talked about like four different bullet points. The show, her her businesses, her recent um, um, health scare with her husband when he, he became now cancer free and 
um, you know, other projects that, 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 that she might've been working on. I try to hit four different bullet points to at least give the person who is going to read that email or read that DM information that they can use. Um, and again, yeah, you're gonna get rejected. I'm not gonna lie. Even when you get rejected, it's like, okay, you just keep on going. Um, but definitely networking. I think for, for platforms like ours, definitely reach out. One thing I will say, promote yourself. <laughs> I don't do enough of it and I'm, I'm learning how to do more of it is promote yourself. Get Start a flyer, create your own flyer and say, hey, I have a show out. I want guests on here. Get on my show kind of thing. It's good ideas. I like uh, the research behind it. Yeah. Like these points and this is the why. Someone's yeah. going to look at that and not being like, oh, he's not a joke. You know, he's actually professional and about what he's got going on. I like that. That's good stuff. I'm going to start using it. I got to get more prepared. I told you. <laughs> but, uh, John, let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as uh, as we kind of wrap up this this interview, let's hit this uh, this point here, because um, I think it's it's neat to. The, the gay black guy, you said it in your thing right away. And then when we were talking, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the identity stuff. Like, hey, you're a person, I'm a person. But what I am a fan of is people being their true selves and not having fear, shedding all that different stuff. And what I want to ask you is, how did you get to the point where you realize that a lot of people probably disagree with you, probably don't like the way you live, you know, but how did you say, you know what? That's their opinion. I'm not going to change their mind, but I can live my life. I can be who the hell I want to be, and I can be free. I'm very interested in knowing that. Um, I, what I will say is, first and foremost, I, I'm not a box person. Um, don't ever put me in a box of nothing, okay? <laughs> um, I, I don't do the labels. I don't do none of that. I, I just am me. And um, so how I can came about that now let's I mean I've known who I am all my life bringing it to social media is a whole different thing um so how and this is gonna sound crazy how I did this was I posted a picture of uh R&B artist Trey Songs, and it was qu quite a controversial picture it was a picture of him shirtless and I think in like sweats or something like that I was young partially I just I think the caption was like MCM or something like that right and I posted that. Mind you, I posted that, I think, February 22nd, 2017. For some reason, I'll never forget that day. So I posted it on social media. And once I posted, I was in my college apartment. And I was with my best friend. I, I, my best friend was in my room at the time. I said, okay. The reason why I did it was because I was tired of feeling like I was in a box. I was tired of feeling like I'm having to shut my life from my life, you know, shut it out from the world or social media world. And so I posted the picture and then I turned my phone off. I, I turned, I mean, comments were open and, you know, all that. I turned my phone completely off for the entire night. I turned my phone on the next day, right before class. 10,000 plus likes and maybe a thousand comments. However, what I did not realize that me by, by me doing that was going to spark conversations of hell, okay? Um, there were people saying all types of stuff about me, about the way I live. Um, 
during that time, I was also going through depression and anxiety and all that. So that really fucked with me. But one thing that I was glad that I did that was because the, as much negative that I got from that post, it was a lot more positive things that I got from that post in my own personal life. Um, the people that actually knew who I am outside of social media and outside of radio and outside of all the extra shit. Um, I, my advice, though, honestly, Nick, would be don't be afraid of living your best life. Live your best life. I encourage you to live all your best life. You know, I work with youth and I tell them every day, don't ever give a fuck about what anybody got to say about you. Somebody can tell you your hair could look busted. You tell them their hair could look busted, too. Okay, y'all, y'all are in this together. This is not no, you know, don't put yourself in that that category of like you got to shelter yourself from from being who you are. Um, yeah. Question. Mm-hmm. Why did you feel the need to have to post it, and that was your way to get out of the box? Is that other people knew? You no, know I mean, why couldn't you? You had the key, right? You had the key just to get out of your your cell, the box, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, hey, I'm I'm gay, right? I am what I am. But why did you have to have the the, the need, the feel to to tell everyone else? I mean, does it do they matter that are they gonna um, change your thoughts? You know what I mean? It's, it's a question. That's I, I, you know what? That's a really good... <laughs> I don't think I've ever been asked that in an interview, and I, and I love that you just asked me that. Um, you know, honestly, when I think about it and I look back at it, um. The reason why, I, let's be, I want to be very clear because I do know that there are people who had asked me why I ended up deleting the post in general. Um, the post is now deleted off my page once I posted it. The reason why I deleted the post was because, one, I was in a public relationship at the time. And so the person I was seeing, basically, you know how that goes. When you're in a relationship and you dated somebody, they're like, why you got that person on your page? Yada, yada. Like, it's a whole insecurity thing. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just delete this post. Do I regret doing the post? Honestly, again, I did say earlier that I don't like regrets, but I do regret not doing that post. And I'm going to say that because that that launched something inside of me that I did not think that was possible. Um, You asked me why did I feel like I needed to share that with the world. Um, The reason why I felt like I needed to share that with the world because I felt like I was every other Black young boy who was hiding I want it to be a thing where you can be whoever the fuck you want to be. As a young black boy, you ain't got to hide it from nobody. I'm giving you the voice to go ahead and share your story. And that's crazy because once I went through all those comments and I went through every single comment, I spent like maybe my whole night going through those comments. And there were people that were reaching out to me in DMs and comments and saying, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for coming out and sharing that. I appreciate now I can do that. Now I can share my story. Um, you, man, you brought, you really gave me chills with that question because it made me realize, like, I think that the more, and I don't know why it gives me chills, but it gives me chills because I never thought about it in that way. I never thought about why did I allow myself to let the world in, but because we're so silent, we're so quiet, the black community doesn't speak about that. And so to even speak about it causes hell on fire you know what i'm saying and so i think honestly when i look back and you ask me that and if you was to ask me that maybe five ten years from now my answer probably would be different but i think it's i really try to give myself a voice because that was the voice that i was keeping quiet 
Okay, makes sense. Um, now, how do you deal with or do you just not deal with it anymore because you're not worried about what everyone has to think and how their opinions and the way they have morals or values or whatever the hell it is that totally disagree with your lifestyle? Do you, did there come a point where you just said, okay, it is what it is and went a different way? Or are you still in the mindset where you need to make sure everyone knows that it's okay and this and that type deal? Did that make sense? Yes. And yes, I, I, it does make sense. Um, I, now, I will speak of now. Where we're at now, um, I think that I'm still the person that doesn't care what people think about me, you know? Um, however, I try my best to encourage others to speak their truth and their story. Um, and one thing that I'm trying to learn how to do, and this is this is the first time I'm maybe speaking about this publicly, is one thing that I'm really trying to learn how to do is to be able to connect my story with other young black boys who are experiencing what I have experienced in whatever way that looks like. Um, only because I don't use quote unquote my sexuality as a forefront of who I am. Right. And so when I hear stories, when people are sharing their stories on social media, and I, I always try to reach out to people and be like, hey, it's okay to share who you are. But I never started with, this is who I am. So I, I'd rather be you share your story and me be able to connect and be able to ease in my story. Because there, again, it brings me back to you use your voice. You speak, you speak to me how you want, what you want me to know. You tell me what you want me to know. If you don't want me to know who you are in that, in that way, you ain't got to tell me. And I don't have to tell you, right? We don't owe anybody any explanation of who we are and what we do in our, in our bedrooms, right? And so you bring up a great point. Do I still think that way of like, you know, do I think what people think about me? You know, that ego comes in once in a while, but is that the forefront of my being? No. Um, <laughs> it definitely was. It used to be before I came out. It definitely used to be. I will admit that. I was the person where I was like, oh, shit, if I come out and say this, I don't know what the world's going to think. Good points. That box and that ego you are just talking about, you know, this is for anything, not sexual orientation, but for any sort of box someone is in, give me some good keys. How do I unlock that that freaking tough lock that i mean what's the best advice here's what i do and i'm and I, i've been doing it for the past year every day when i wake up I, I i definitely try to go with affirmations and i definitely spend 10 minutes reading some type of affirmation of some sort um i actually have an app on my phone called i am affirmations and um, I read that every morning when I wake up I go to the app open it up whatever message it pops up it, it will say like I am amazing and I keep that in my, the back of my mind it, um, I also have another app that call is called um, Reflectly Reflectly um, and that's kind of like a, your own personal journal and it will, you know I run through and every day before I go to bed, I write down my feelings or whatever I experienced throughout my day. Um, 
I will say my biggest advice is to, here's the thing. We are, we all are going to have feelings of what people think about us, right? How do we get past that? How do we not allow that to affect us emotionally and mentally? It goes back to me saying, know who you are, you know? Somebody could come up to me and be like, oh, you suck or you're a faggot or whatever. They could say all types of stuff. And I'm being very blunt. And I have to remind myself that that's not who they are. You know, I'm a very spiritual person and I and I pick up on energy really heavily. <laughs> Sometimes I hate that. But I think that I, I try to look at the negatives of that's not who that person is. There's something behind that that is getting that emotion out there you know there's something spiritually or maybe not spiritually whatever your beliefs may be that that person is speaking that way it's something deeper than what they're telling you and so, so I'm, I'm the one i'm gonna challenge you i'm like why, why why do you feel like that why do you feel like you feel the need to go ahead and tell me that that's what you think about me you know really challenging that challenge yourself man when i tell you that that is the greatest thing to do i challenge myself every day I challenge how I feel, what I think, and how I what I'm what I'm walking through. You know, this life isn't easy. We all know that. You know, that's a cliche statement. But challenge yourself. Definitely challenge yourself. It's it's only gonna get harder if you don't. Good. I like that. It is pretty neat when you do this this kind of stuff. And like I was talking about the attracting earlier with the creating. Mm-hmm. And how before this, I was like, hey, I gotta do my affirmations. And you're like, oh, you do them too. And it's kind of neat, you know what I mean? It's a, the yeah. connecting type deal. I like it though, I like it. So know yourself, mm-hmm. you know, don't take offense to what people are saying or thinking because you don't know where that energy is coming from. Maybe they're projecting, you know, just don't take it personal. I love that. Um, good, good, John. I like you, you're a good dude. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. you are the good. last thing here, um, we're, we're building a community here. Our big thing is connect the doers. Now, I know you have your radio show and all that, but what can you offer to the listener right now? Why should they want to connect with you, et cetera? Um, definitely. One, first and foremost, I'm a pretty very chill person. I don't, I, <laughs> it's crazy. I don't ever, hardly ever get mad, which people look at me like, well, you don't get mad? I'm like, no, I don't get, I don't use mad as my feelings. I, I, um, I'm very, very laid back. I'm very chill. I'm very approachable. I think when we're in this business, people feel like we may not be approachable because of the quote unquote celebrity that we may have. Um, I'm very approachable. Um, I, I will say that I'm very con- resourceful. I was going to say connecting, but I'm very resourceful. I can definitely try to connect you with who you may or may not need to be connected with. And I say may not only because some people will come up to me like, oh, I heard about so-and-so. Do you think they're a good fit for what I'm trying to do? And I would tell you, I'm like, no, nah, they, mm, you ain't even got to mess with them. I got somebody else that I can connect you, that I can connect you with. Um, so I'm very much of that person. Um, I think people should definitely check out what I do and why I do it because you can definitely find joy in it. Um, I looked at my timeline yesterday for the very first time yesterday. And I was like, okay, if I was somebody else, what would I get out of my page? And I haven't done that in a long time. And what I got out of it was that I was, when I look at myself in a different light, I was like, okay, I'm very, I try to post a lot of positivity on my page. I try to be very 
affirming and I try to make sure that I am putting contact that content that is more free. You know, I try to be very, live my life in a very free light. Um, and so I think that, you know, whenever you need something, I'm your guy to like help you out in the best way I can. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, um, I will say for like, you know, business wise, um, I will speak on that too, because sometimes people can, like I said earlier, people may use your name for clout or whatever. Um, Business-wise, I'm very approachable. Um, if I feel like in my spirit that you reaching out isn't beneficial to me, I will definitely let you know um, in a respectful way. Um, but yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Well, good, John. I appreciate you coming on. Did you have a good time? Uh, I actually really did. This is my first time having an interview that was with somebody that was not in America, right? <laughs> so I, I actually really enjoyed this interview. That's good. No, you got good energy. I like um, the deeper thinking we're talking about, and and it's good. I'm glad that we got connected how we did, and I look forward to connecting people with you, checking out the show, and, and going from there, trying to do some stuff with the Twin Cities maybe and, and whatnot. I hope you stay safe. You know, do your thing, whatever you got to do, just be safe. And hopefully you can shed this this free spirit positivity to to what's going on over there because a lot of people, I think, need it. Yes, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. We Minneapolis is really hurt right now. And it, it, it breaks my heart just to know that I live in the state where this is all going down. And you would never think that this would be where we're at. And so when I look at lives and I get on social media, I'm like, oh, fuck, where? It's just so crazy, honestly, Nick. It really, it blows my mind because I look at them like, these are the type of things that you would see in different states. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie, you know? You would never think that Minnesota at all states would be. I think you made a good point, though, at the start is like, be careful just reacting. Everyone, and yes. if I was everyone, don't sit on social media the whole day. You'll just go nuts. You know what I mean? Yes. Just just compose yourself. Do what you can. Yes. Take action. But really, don't react. Because the media and everyone wants emotions, emotions. Yes, definitely. So that's why I've really been staying off of social media as much as I can. Being a public figure does not help. But um, I'm also... I haven't really processed. That's one of the reasons why, like I said earlier, I did. I have not posted on my own timeline. I'll post on my story all day long, but I haven't even posted on my own timeline. That says a lot for me, because I don't know what the fuck to say, you know. And I'm, I'm. Yesterday, I really tried to gather my thoughts on that. I really did because I really felt there's that pressure of some sort that's in the air that makes you want to post something. But I've been like, even yesterday, I was in my phone writing notes. I'm like, okay. What do I even say? But I haven't got there. And so I think when my spirit guides me there, then I'll post something. It's good. I, I like, uh, I respect the, the independentness of it. Not a group think or follow this and that. And that gets old. I mean, independent thoughts, compose yourself, go from there. But John, I had a great time, man. I'm glad I got to meet you. Glad we set this yeah. up. I look forward to doing more things with you in, in the future and, and keep being you. I, I can feel the energy, you know, even though I'm 5,000 oh, miles away through a, a Skype call. <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Nick. I had an amazing time on Bold Perceptions and I definitely look forward to any connections you may have and definitely looking forward to staying connected with you.